Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Hand Camera School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Good afternoon. Four o'clock straight up on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. A little dreary, been a little messy today. Uh, rain on the way, moving into the area. Everybody's going to be okay. But uh, I tell you, it's um, Aaron, I trust that you've had time to catch up on the news that everybody was talking about last night during Monday Night Football. The Monday Night Football game turned out to be kind of a clunker. And, I mean, I, the Chiefs had a – I mean, it was – the Giants were in that game, but what a mess that was. The only reason people would have uh, tuned into that would be to watch the Manning brothers and see what they were up to. And uh, John Stewart was with them, and I believe they had a couple other guests last night, Josh Allen – I think stopped by, so that was uh, that was one thing to be watching last night. Of course, tonight we get the uh, World Series back going again. But um, Aaron, the uh, this situation at the University of Texas has taken the country by storm, and uh, I know Aaron, you've had a chance to kind of catch up on this. This has been in all the tabloids, all the national newspapers. The um, the story broke during last night's game, and this was from a photographer who had once been with USA Today. Sometimes, Aaron, what you find is stories are so good, if the story is good enough, everybody just kind of goes, you know what, this guy seems kind of reliable. Let's just go with it. Let's just roll with this story. And it has taken over the entire sports world, and especially the world of college football. It has to do with a monkey, a stripper, and a football coach at the University of Texas. Sounds like a bad joke, but it, 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 really, it really happened. The, um, according to this report, on Halloween evening, uh, Jeff Banks, who is the special teams coach coordinator, also coaches the tight ends for the Longhorns, and he's been around. He's coached at some other teams, coached at A&M for a little while. Well, he, his girlfriend that he lives with is a former stripper. She goes by the name Pole Assassin. Pole Assassin. And apparently, in her act, she, she used to have a, a monkey involved. Well, the monkey still lives with the family and is a pet. And, and so they were having a Halloween party on Sunday night, and they were kind of put together a little uh, haunted house and all that kind of good stuff. And so the little kids could come by, go through the haunted house, and then go back out, get their candy, and take off. Well, according to the the former stripper, Pole Assassin, I think her name is Danielle, um, she, one kid went where he or she was not supposed to go, and the the monkey 
attacked the kid. Now, we, from what we understand, no one has reported this. They haven't heard from parents, so I don't know how vicious it was. In fact, if the kid was hurt in any way, I don't think we would be laughing quite as much at this story. But, Aaron, the, uh, this story has circulated around the country, and, and now there's a lot of stuff going on. Aaron, you'll see if you look at my latest Twitter handle, how I came out today. I, uh, I've just posted a, uh, a GIF of the rally monkey and said our show is, is about to start. So, Aaron, this is, a, uh, this is going around the country. This, is, this one has it all. It's the University of Texas, a special teams coach, a stripper, and a pet monkey. I mean, like, it. it <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, leave that playing. I like that. I like, yeah, keep that going. Oh, yeah, keep that going. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yes, the monkey, Um, they're in Austin, and uh, it, it is uh, – this thing has taken America by storm. And, you know, it made me think, Aaron, about that uh, fourth down call. You remember that? Watching that fourth and 11, about nine and a half minutes left. I Horns do. are only down by, what, three at that point? Aren't they down just 24, 21? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're right there in the game. Just <laughs> keep that playing. I like all that. Anyway, they're, they're right there in the game. Oh, here we go. That's something else. Um, I. It's a very short and song, apparently. That's okay. That's okay. Let's just play it on a loop. Let's start it over again. But anyway, the um, yeah, they started the fourth. The uh, they they tried it on fourth and eleven. Well, of course, that's you know they they wondered if the punter went rogue. Baylor said that they knew exactly what was coming and were calling it out. But now we know the special teams coach had a lot going on at the house. Uh, as the story goes, had left his wife and children to be with this stripper. And, uh, and again, the young lady's name, I don't know how young she is, but she goes by the name Pole Assassin. Now, Aaron, I don't frequent those places, but would you guess that, uh, and I don't think you do either, but uh, would you guess that has something to do with, like, pole dancing, that they called her Pole Assassin? Yes. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to. We we might need some some help from our uh, our listeners. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Now again, the, the the story was put out there, and it has not really been refuted by anybody, by someone who was a uh, a Texas professional photographer, and who has apparently been a stringer. For USA Today, Stringer means that at some point he was shooting some things for USA Today on a freelance basis. That's what a stringer does. We have stringers who are writers, and then we have stringers who are photographers. So there you go, and uh, that is the news coming out of Austin today. Now, Aaron, you've had a chance to digest this story and, and take a look at this thing. I mean, have you ever... I feel like this one touches them all. This one, this one has a little bit of everything, and and I would say, if I were Sark, you know, this will probably be viewed as further embarrassment right now for a four and four team. 
I would embrace this as a diversion, and I would have like a rally monkey. Like I would somehow embrace this at the University of Texas and have a little fun with it. Now, I don't think they will. I think they'll they'll have further embarrassment. But, uh, Aaron, the memes and the gifs and all that stuff that goes on on social media, it is running rampant. But I, I, it's, I'm hard-pressed to remember a story that has gotten this many people excited. Uh, Aaron, did you, did you, what was your initial response to this story? Um, <laughs> there are a lot of moving parts, as they say. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot going on in this story, as you've mentioned, uh, a lot of different parts. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it sounds like something that, that's, that someone would make up. Yeah, quite frankly. Yeah, and you, and, and you wonder, okay, but but if it was made up, I, wouldn't I'm, these people have responded? You know, right? I'm not and, saying and it is. I'm just saying that oh, the, I know, the, the I details know. are so wild. I'm the same way. I thought, wait, this is just this sounds just completely fabricated and all that stuff. But nobody has refuted any of this. This makes me wonder. By the way, Aaron, you know, I've always asked in Central Texas, like exotic pets. There's a lot of rules now in the state of Texas, but now I th- I still think monkeys. I, I I forget like can they be? Can you domesticate a monkey? Like do they do they count as like the illegal exotic pets that we have laws against in this state, or are there more monkeys kind of hanging around than we <laughs> nobody did did than we realize? By the way, two five four six six two. 1660 if you are aware of any of your neighbors or anyone maybe out in Crawford or Clifton where they used to have animals running around um, that that own a pet monkey I'm just very curious now chimpanzees are a little scarier than just the the run of the mill what 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 do we think this is this is not is this a chimp or is this a what do you call this? Not an orangutan. That's it's not an ape or anything like that. This is just kind of a what? What kind of monkey do we call this, Aaron? Do you know? I have no clue. Okay, so it's, but I don't think it's a chimpanzee, but a chimp. I don't, I'm trying to think the different kinds of uh, monkeys that we have available to us. Um, do you know now out in parts of rural areas? I've I have heard of people that have ranches and everything that they do have monkeys on their property in texas and 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 you know occasionally of course they'll get over the fence they're pretty good at that they're kind of equipped for that and then they'll get onto other people's properties you have to kind of chase them back onto people's properties have has anyone in central texas heard of any any monkey ownership or anybody any monkeys that have shown up uh these are the things that i'm very curious about Again, you can text in on the CNC Collision Center text line. That's 254-662-1660. Aaron, this is a uh, this is a perplexing and strange story, and I would say in the aftermath of falling to 4 and 4 and another embarrassing loss, although it happened to a really good team, Baylor was number 16, they've since moved up to number 14. This is further this is uh this is some embarrassment for the University of Texas family. And uh, I, the Internet is undefeated when it comes to reacting to these things. In fact, Aaron, at the, during the breaks, I want, you to, uh, I, w- I want you to help me 
put some of these together so we can tweet those out and get some of those out. I'd like to see some of the best ones. But, uh, Aaron, you did – you for somehow – I don't know if you finally decided to go to sleep last night or what, but you missed out on all the fun last night. You did not know that the the monkey business was uh, was going on, but you became very aware of it today. But, uh, yes, a uh, monkey <laughs> – we got – Let's see. I'm getting I'm getting all sorts of texts coming in. 254-662-1660. Um, let's see. The uh, huh. Okay, we're getting we're getting some uh, yeah, we're getting some interesting uh, uh, reports of some uh, of some monkeys living in the in the greater Waco area in Central Texas. And so there are some strange, strange things that have happened in college football. One was the University of Texas years ago had somebody, an imposter, fake his way onto the team, and he actually played in games, and he turned it out to be a 30-year-old player. That was a funny one. If I thought hard enough, I think his last name was McKelvey back in the day. That was a strange one. But this may take the cake for – for um for I mean, just strange, a a stripper. Okay, again, just resetting the story. It's the special teams coordinator for Texas. It's his girlfriend. I believe he lives with her now. And the the monkey was kept out back. Well, the kids I think went out there to pay the monkey a visit. According to reports, the monkey's cage said, you know, keep out. Don't you know? Don't don't. Uh, play with the pet monkey and 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 i guess one of the kids violated this and was attacked by the monkey now these monkeys are and again i'm a little bit out of my realm here i know more about wolves than i do monkeys but these these little creatures are a lot stronger than you think and even a little tiny pet monkey that kind of rides around on somebody's shoulder that seems kind of fun can reach in there sometimes and just like grab somebody by the shirt and they're really good at using leverage almost like you know you talk about defensive linemen needing to use leverage uh primates are great at using leverage and uh and these little these little guys and gals do do a really nice job of that all right Aaron do you have anything else to add to this particular story this is one uh, Aaron, that we're going to have to continue to come back to, okay? I can see in the 5 o'clock hour we need to play more of the monkeys. But, uh, Aaron, anything coming in on the text line, we'll take a peek at it and uh, we'll report back to folks. But I am curious, has anybody ever had a neighbor that that has a pet monkey? I, I, I've i lived in the Metroplex a lot of my life, and then, of course, I've stayed at a lot of my uh, – uh, studies and, and life there in Central Texas, I would say Clifton is the most <clears throat> likely place to have exotic pets simply because that is kind of, that's the, um, that they used to have that wildlife park out there. And I think once you have a wildlife park in your midst, you are more apt for people to own exotic pets. It's just a kind of a working theory that I have. 254-662-1660 is the number. You can uh, reach out to us next, though. Oh, we're going to talk about some frogs. And um, the 
radio analyst and longtime TCU Horn Frog John Denton joins us to talk about this crazy situation at TCU next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy this evening with showers moving in overnight. Low temperatures fall to 52 degrees. Tomorrow, pack the umbrella, rain gear, and you'll need a jacket as showers are likely. It's going to be a very cool day with temperatures holding steady in the low to mid-50s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Bears football on ESPN Central Texas. This Saturday, the Bears travel to Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horn Frogs, and we'll be there with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Our coverage of Baylor football begins at 10.30 Saturday morning with a look at the game, scores, interviews, and a whole lot more. So join us this Saturday morning at 10.30 for Game Day Live as the Bears take on the TCU Horn Frogs. Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Have you heard about the new Quesavira? That's right, Quesavira. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Kansas City Chiefs got a win over the Giants on Monday Night Football 20-17. Von Miller is heading to L.A. to join the Rams after a trade. The NFL trade deadline is today. Derrick Henry is out with the Titans and they have added Adrian Peterson to their practice squad. Mike McCarthy has said that Prescott should be full go at Thursday's practice as the Cowboys get ready to take on the Broncos on Sunday. The college football playoff selection committee first selection show is tonight at 6 on ESPN. Game 6 of the World Series tonight from Houston. Garcia will get the ball for the Astros. The Braves lead the series 3-2, first pitch at 7:09. Catch the UMHB coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, 
Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, and uh, great folks over there. Uh, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President, the Nesbitt family, do such an incredible job. And speaking of an incredible job over the years, one of my favorite radio guys uh, and one of my good buddies for many, many years is a guy named John Denton who I always love to have on during Baylor TCU week. But, uh, John, what a uh, what a wild uh, day that must have been for you Sunday, a guy who has worked hand-in-hand with Gary Patterson as he's built this incredible program at TCU. Uh, I would say that had to be a, uh, a pretty uh, a pretty maybe you saw it coming in some respects but but the way it happened it had to be pretty surprising to you I would think well it definitely uh, was a situation where you know I, I got to give uh, you know uh, the Chancellor Victor Buschini and the AD Jeremiah Donati I mean they they um, they moved and moved quickly and you know you were starting to see some signs that things weren't quite right with the pro within the program you know gary patterson's a fix-it guy i mean he's probably one of the best on the fly coaches i mean you've seen him in games and you know the two alamo bowls are probably the best example where his teams got down big early and he got into the locker room at halftime and regrouped made adjustments and then all of a sudden you know they come back and end up winning the game i mean he's he's a guy that's always been able to figure something out but you know the last three years uh things yeah things got tougher and tougher. And this year's one of those years where you just couldn't quite get things fixed. Now, injuries had a lot to do with it, but, you know, the the defense, which has always been the fallback for TCU, I mean, even if their offense was so-so, you knew that defense was going to keep them in the game. That just wasn't there. And teams started racking up huge yards. And, you know, SMU, frankly, was, was the first one to do it. And all of a sudden, TCU's exposed on video and, Texas is running the ball, and Tech is running the ball, and, and uh, West Virginia played keep away. And, you know, all of a sudden, here's, here's a TCU defense that, you know, frankly looked like some of the teams I played on in the, in the early 80s where, you know, competitive but just couldn't quite get it done, couldn't get offensive, uh, opponents, offenses off the field. And the next thing you know, the defense is playing 35 or 38 minutes of a game uh, shorthanded, and that's a recipe for losses. And uh, it all came pretty much to an end last Saturday in, in Manhattan. It was a it was a long, quiet uh, flight home from Manhattan to Fort Worth. And uh, you know, I think most of us feeling that wow, you know, something's imminent. And you know, I thought it might be Monday, but um, it was within 24 hours of of the loss to Kansas State that the you know the meetings were on and the announcement was made. Yeah, I mean, I remember the end of the Taff era. You remember it too, and he was a little mm-hmm. bit kind of nudged out the door, but but nothing, um, nothing like this. I mean, this was, uh, uh, and of course, it's the whole "be careful what you wish for" because Baylor actually went into a long wilderness in those post Taff uh, in that post Taff era. Do you do you feel like Gary uh, and we both know him pretty well? Do you feel like he? Um, did, did he – and I don't know how much of it's recruiting and I don't know how much of it's burnout or whatever, but, like, what what do you think was the biggest thing that sort of got away from him? You're right about the defense. That was always what he could fall back on because 
he was amazing at it, and he's considered one of the great defensive minds in college football. But if you had to point at one or two reasons, where what was kind of his undoing, would you say? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of it, uh, especially this year, Matt, is it, you know, and people always go, yeah, well, that, you know, injuries are an excuse. Mm-hmm. Coming out of spring ball, and I spent a lot of time at, at practice last spring and at the spring game, and, I mean, the two deep that he had rolling out of the spring really led me to believe that, wow, okay, this – this is, I mean, this was the best-looking defense that he's had from a physical and a size and a speed standpoint since probably the 2014 team that probably should have been in the CFP playoff but but got nudged out. I mean, this this was a group that, you know, he had, he had a lot of depth at defensive tackle. He had size at defensive tackle. He had five defensive ends that he could rotate. And, you know, the combinations were there. Uh, some of the adjustments that they had made on the offense, you know, you had Max Duggan coming in, you know, he's going to be a third year starter. They'd reshuffled the offensive line, brought in Obena essay from Memphis as a gigantic left tackle that nobody could get around all spring long. And, you know, and then you had a stable of running backs. I mean, it, it looked like this was a, a team that was going to take people to three and out hell every week, uh, you know, and then give the ball to an offense that had all kinds of weapons. You got Quentin Johnston, you've got all kinds of speed, Tay Barber, yeah. wide receiver, you know, Zach Evans. And, and this was a team that after the Cal game pretty much started losing, you know, two off the depth chart pretty much by the quarter. And all of a sudden, you know, wow, we're starting to see some people on the depth chart that we didn't even think would play this year that we thought would probably either redshirt or get disgruntled and hit the portal. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got four freshmen and a redshirt sophomore play in the secondary and they're young and that's a complicated system that he runs. And, you know, it's, it's hard for those guys to learn that defense if they've only been around, you know, a spring or maybe a year and a half. He always said that, that his best teams were his oldest teams. And and this is a pretty young team. And, um, you know, I think, the injuries on top of, you know, it's changing environment uh, in, in college football. There's a lot to have to adapt to, especially in the mm-hmm. last 18 months. But I'll tell you the other thing, you know, sitting right down there, 83 miles south of TCU in, in, in Waco. I mean, the, the quick success that Dave Aranda and Baylor's had. I mean, Baylor is TCU's mirror and vice versa. And I think, you know, you start looking at, you know, disgruntled alums and, and fans, and they're going, how did Baylor get so good so fast? We had yeah. it all over them. And I think that's, by comparison, is a problem as well. Yeah, that's an interesting thing, and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because, of course, when Bears bring it up, it looks like we're kind of beating our chest or something. Uh, talking to John Denton, uh, radio voice, a color analyst for uh, radio for many years and played at TCU. I also think, John, that uh, Gary has always had some kind of rabbit ears when it comes to the media. But, you know, when you start responding to, like, basically message boards or, or kind of – and I know that one guy went to TCU. But if, if, if you start kind of letting that stuff get to you – and I think Gary thought maybe he was taking up for his coaches, which he was very loyal. I think that's a, I think that's a great trait about him. Maybe he was almost loyal to a fault. But I thought that was probably a bad sign, uh, John, when, when he starts responding to a guy who honestly 
how many people would have read that thing other than TCU people if Gary hadn't have brought it up? Yeah, yeah, I know. He was he was the best advertisement for that for that story that day. I mean, we he, he walked into you know, it's a couple of three weeks ago, walked into his presser and, you know, it's about 33 minutes of, you know, just he took one breath and it was a monologue. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was bothered by it and he didn't like the way that his coaches were referred to in the story. And, you know, I mean, that was a, that was a deep dive on, you know, nitpicking on some things, but and you yeah. can do that. You can do that to every football program. I mean, you, you're talking about, there's a lot of moving pieces. It's its own little corporation within a university. You've got, you know, uh, coaching staff. You've got support staff. You've got 115 players. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of things. And, you know, I've always said that, you know, if, if you can get that big battleship, you know, moving at about 70% capacity in the same direction and, and keep on putting miles behind it, you're doing a pretty good job as a head coach. Some good things are going to happen, but yeah, you know it doesn't take doesn't take much for for things to start to to fall off or for the prop to fall off the the uh, the engine rod or everything, you know. And all of a sudden you're listing, and it it's a struggle. And um, you know I think that that uh, was an indicator right there, as you mentioned. Yeah, I. Uh... You know, I'm really bummed for a lot of reasons. Um, I, you know, he always put great game game plans. No matter what kind of seasons TCU was having, the Baylor game always seemed to be. You know, he'd have an interesting game plan. In fact, I don't know if you heard what Dave Aranda had to say, but he said, "Hey, last year the coaches were just they were one step ahead of me. They just kind of. I mean, he was very upfront. Was he's like their game plan was so good. We, you know, they they just knew us too well, and it was very upfront yeah. with that." So um, it, it you know it, it just really stinks that so and and I, and I wrote about this the other day or I said something about this Twitter wise um, Art versus Gary had become one of the great things in in in, in this rivalry had been so fun and, and of course you know you people like you and I like each other so much we had respect but there are some people that would probably take it too far but it was fun it was a great rivalry and it's ebbed and flowed and all of that so. I mean, a lot of that kind of stinks, but hopefully, you know, they can get both programs can get back to being good at the same time. Now, let me ask you this: Jerry Kill uh, yep. takes over this. This uh, and, and Jerry's an interesting guy who's been a head coach and has had some medical issues, and he'll be he's extremely loyal to Gary. So this is in a lot of ways still Gary's team the rest of the season. What what do you do? You have any feel for like what to expect? Could this be like a a win one for Gary type situation? Um, what are you What are you expecting from this TCU team as they get ready to face a hot Baylor team? Well, I mean, number one, I mean they've got their work cut out for them this weekend. You know, I, I think you know Jerry was up in front of the media today for about twenty minutes and was very frank. And you know, he goes, "Look, we've got we've got a lot of work ahead of us." He goes, "We're getting some people healthy. We're getting some people back." He said, "You know." This is not this is not you know roll over and die. He goes, I talked to the team and we've got a lot of young guys that, that still want to play and improve some things. And he said this this is a month of opportunity for all of us. And he said you know when when the full games is over, I'm gone and most of these coaches are gone. But you know we're gonna we're gonna coach hard and we're gonna we're gonna work hard for the kids and we're gonna work hard for the legacy that Gary's built. And he said you know he's a he's a good friend. He's, 
done a great job here. It's it's epic what he's done. And he goes, we're going to go play for uh, for Gary and for the kids and, and make the most of it and, and see what happens. And, you know, if we can win three and get to a bowl game, well, then we'll fly that flag a little longer. But he said, you know what, we've got, <clears throat> we've got four challenges ahead of us. And he goes, I'm looking at it like, you know what, it's going to be fun and I'm going to go do the best I can for my friend. And, you know, you know, at this point, uh, you know, you get Gary's out of the picture and there's no telling what Doug Meacham may get turned loose with from a game plan standpoint. <laughs> I mean, there are enough, there are enough weapons on this offense that, you know, they could throw some things at, at people that they haven't seen all year because, you know, Gary really favored a more conservative, you know, especially in certain situations and in certain parts of the field, you know, now what have they got to lose? You know, let it all hang out and go have some fun and, and spark spark some success with some fun because Jerry Kill said today, you know, you have a little fun and all of a sudden you're feeling good about yourself and you get a little confidence and then all of a sudden you think you're pretty good and you win a game or, you know, pull one out and all of a sudden this is all fun again. He goes, that's when I want to make this. So it's, mm-hmm. it's Jerry's looking at it as a, it's kind of a mini season and it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I, uh, you know, on the flip side, I played on a team that was with a lame duck coach in 1982. They, they fired F.A. Dry with a week left in the season. And I'm going to tell you, that was tough. So, yeah, it's going to be one or the other. I mean, it's either going to be turn it loose and go have fun and you know, knock some people in the dirt and see if you can, you know, hang with Baylor, which, I mean, it's a huge huge job i mean i'm looking at the notes today and just going down the menu of all these teams that they've beaten and how they're beating them and how well bohannon's playing and the defense is flying around and you got running backs that can power their way up the field i mean tcu's got a huge huge job ahead of them especially this saturday but you know i think i think you're going to see some components of just you know what let's turn it loose let's go play and have fun and and um you know you're still Still going to have to keep an eye out for, you know, that that sandbag effect because mm-hmm. that's an emotional deal when you've had a coach that either brought you into the program or recruited you, and you know all of a sudden he's not in the room, and that's yeah. a, that's a huge void to have to fill. All right, last thing I had for you: Do you think that Gary Patterson will be a head coach again? Yes. yes. Okay. I, okay. I would not be surprised to see him, you know, he may decide to take a year off, but I'm not going to be surprised to see him get hired somewhere else in the power five somewhere. I mean, you've got a lot of schools around the country that look at TCU and go, wow, we wish we were, you know? And I mean, he's, he's got a lot to offer somebody. He, he knows a lot about defense. He, he can memorize people's offenses. That's what makes him so great. And he translates that and teaches his players to do the same. And that's, that's what's made him, so successful over the years, but I, you know, I think, uh, I think he'll coach again. He's a young 61 and he's got a lot of energy and, you know, maybe he'll be an analyst for a year or so. And then, you know, decide he wants to throw his, his hat back in the ring, but he's, he's still got a lot of coaching into him. He's at the end of the day. I mean, I've had a lot of fun working with him and I've seen him in all kinds of situations and, you know, I feel like he's a good friend and I feel like I know him and I will tell you, he's not done. Gotcha. I appreciate it. I wish he would do what F.A. Dry did all those years ago and come straight to Waco, Texas. I don't think that's going <laughs> to happen. But, uh... Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you, you mentioned, I, I told some people this yesterday. I was talking with a group, and I'm like, look, 
I said, take all this in and reflect. You know, it's it's sad that, you know, an era is coming to an end. But you also, I think, Matt, have to tell people, look at this and take it in. This is this is a rare, this is not only the end of the Patterson era, this is an end of an era in college football because my I have a daughter who is a senior at TCU this year. When Gary Patterson got hired as the head coach at TCU, she was eight months old, okay? We're talking 21 years. I mean, this is, this is a, a Daryl Royal type era from a length standpoint, or Frank Burles. I mean, things you don't see anymore where a guy stays somewhere 20 years. That's never going to happen again because the money's too big and either the coach is going to leave for more money going somewhere else or he's going to get fired you know, in a year and a half or two years like Matt Wells because Mm -hmm. he just wasn't getting it done. 21 years in a place. I mean, that's that's epic. It's historic. And uh, I think, you know, people need to, you know, you know, just kind of pull back on that for a minute and think, wow, that's that's pretty amazing in this day and age in college athletics. I mean, 21 years on a spot. I mean, it's it's just, you know, it's uh, it's hard to believe. I was going back through – not to brag, but uh, box. I was looking at a box of rings that I've got from all the bowl games and all the places that he's taken us. And I was like, you know what? There are a lot of kids and a lot of people walking around with that same jewelry box, and Gary Patterson's the guy that delivered it. Yeah, he absolutely did. It's why he already has a statue on campus. And like you say, time heals a lot of wounds, and so he will always be beloved. And, uh, it will let some of this uh, time go by, and he will come back there, and he and Kelsey will uh, always be loved and appreciated there in Fort Worth. Uh, listen, John, I appreciate it. I'll be out there doing the uh, pregame show starting at 1030 right across Stadium Street, the road across from Avon Carter, and uh, I, will, uh, I, hope to, I hope to get to see you. Good. I'll bring my I'll bring my bucket of ice water. I'll be looking for you, Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come see me. <laughs> Thanks, John. There he goes, John Denton, the uh, longtime uh, radio voice of uh, of TCU, and played there in the early '80s, and uh, just a good guy, and has some great perspective on what TCU is going through. All right, we uh, it is time for something we do on a daily basis. We talk about college football, Big 12, and otherwise. It is time for Campus Confidential. That's next. This is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions. And to have an opportunity to do something that uh, only Ford and Duke have done since uh, the John Wooden days, um, that's, that's, a, that's a great opportunity we have this year. Baylor men's basketball all season long. Here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. 
refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment, so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. Thank you, Genco. And don't forget, your vote counts. Vote today for your local school to win $1,500 with Genco School Spirit Competition. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Kansas City Chiefs got a win over the Giants on Monday Night Football 20-17. Von Miller is heading to L.A. to join the Rams after a trade. The NFL trade deadline is today. Derrick Henry is out with the Titans, and they have added Adrian Peterson to their practice squad. Mike McCarthy has said Dak Prescott should be full go at Thursday's practice as the Cowboys get ready to take on the Broncos on Sunday. The College Football Playoff Selection Committee first selection show is tonight at 6 on ESPN. Game 6 of the World Series tonight from Houston. Garcia will get the ball for the Astros. The Braves lead the series 3-2, first pitch at 7.09. Catch the UMHB Coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. You hear the music, you know what it means. We talk some college football. I, I did want to say real quick, though, on an NFL front, we'll have more Cowboys later in the program, but pass rusher Bradley Anae, the guy who 
had that uh, offsides penalty that that kept the other that uh, kept the Vikings on the field. They went down there and kicked that field goal to make it 10-3. Aaron, he's gone. He's been released. Whoa. Cowboys not messing around there. You know, you you hurt this team. You get you're gone. I thought that guy was maybe a decent, you know, project. They said you're out of here. And uh, so we shall see. Cowboys have three open spots on the roster because uh, they also uh, put uh, Jabril Cox on the injured reserve. That, that was fourth-round linebacker, and he tore his ACL, and he's back. Also wanted to let everybody know the deadline has passed. As expected, no moves for the Cowboys. Aaron, um, the one thing we were going to mention that um, – I think we both thought was kind of interesting is that that uh, the the Dolphins decided not to do a deal for Deshaun Watson, so he's just going to stay on that roster, keep making everybody miserable and hanging out in Houston. So they were thinking about uh, taking him in last night. I'm sure that makes Tua sound, feel great, Aaron, because uh, apparently, according to reports, Stephen Ross, the Dolphins owner was allowed last night to get on the phone with Watson and uh, and to have a visit with him. Don't you know that made Tua feel great? Well, and this is just, I mean, it just goes to show you how badly the Texans are run. You know, they were holding out for their three number one picks plus a couple of players, which they're not going to get. Uh, and and more than likely, I would, I would wager that Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for the better part of next year, if not all of next year. I mean, look at what he's facing. It's more than anyone I can remember, and there's been some very long suspensions. They're they're not gonna they're gonna end up not getting anything because he held out for three first round picks. Yeah, I know, I know, and I think the Miami, of course, wanted some contingencies attached to this thing, and uh, I I don't know. There are people who I I, I can read right through these things. There are people who are very uh, dedicated and loyal to that Nick Casario, the GM in Houston, who used to be with the Patriots, and they're kind of trying to take up for him. But you probably needed to go ahead and get something done. They did not, and so um, this this situation will be ongoing. All right, tonight uh, there's going to be the first announcement of um, of, of the college football playoff selection committee will release its top 25. Now, the committee, Aaron, has never ranked a group of five team higher than number seven. Okay, that's as high as Cincinnati got last year, uh, ultimately finishing number eight with that with the record that they had. Um, now, who's on this committee? Well, it includes five power five ADs, two group of five ADs, and... Um, they, they've got to get together and, and figure this all out. Now, Condoleezza used to be on there. I don't think she's on there anymore. Um, is Cincinnati's win against Notre Dame enough to get them that top four spot? They've been snubbed before. We know George is going to be right there at the top. That's a lock. Now, Cincinnati could be rate, ranked as high as number two. I think they could be low as number four. The committee's going to be comparing Cincinnati to Alabama, Oklahoma, Michigan State, 
Now, one of those teams has a loss. That would be Alabama. Ohio State, another team that has a loss. And Oregon, another team that has a loss. Michigan State ranks number two in ESPN's strength of record metric. Now, Baylor's also, by the way, one loss. But because of when it happened and the schedule, schedule, and again, Baylor could kind of hammer its way back into consideration, I don't think they could get all the way back up there to get in the, the top four, but you never know. There would be some things that would need to happen. They obviously need to win out and then see where it goes from there. I don't think, I don't really see a path, but then years ago when Baylor beat TCU and then lost that next game to, was that West Virginia? Anyway, when they lost that game that next weekend, I believe that was on the road at West Virginia, I, everybody thought, well, that's their chances are gone. And, of course, they they won out, and Baylor and TCU were left on the outside looking in, and, and, and Ohio State grabbed that fourth spot. All right, this is uh, the, the, what I see ESPN trying to do right now is something they did back in 2014, and that is try to start making the case of why Ohio State, Oregon, and others are more deserving than Cincinnati. And they're going to start poking holes at Cincinnati's record. Now, SMU still in top 25. Cincinnati has a game with SMU left. Cincinnati has two Power 5 road wins. That's at Indiana and at Notre Dame. But the Hoosiers are 2-6 and six now. So that doesn't help Cincinnati that much. The Notre Dame game still does help. Strength of schedule is a monster, okay? US, UCF is the only program the Bearcats have played that is over 500 right now. Now, that doesn't make any sense because they played Notre Dame. One win came against an FCS Murray State team that is three and 3-5. Their last two wins came... Um, in games they didn't dominate against Navy and Tulane. Let me tell you what's happening as I read through Heather Dinich's work here. She, I mean, Aaron, I we lived through this in 2014. This is laying the groundwork, and boy, Brent Musburger called it back then. He said, watch out here for the huge brand. And this was even before Baylor lost to West Virginia. Watch out when they start pushing um, the 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 Ohio states of the world toward this top four. Now you know they're going to get Bama in there, even with that loss. Like there, there's unless Bama loses again. Now, now Alabama will end up playing Georgia in that SEC title game. So if Bama loses again, they're out. Now Georgia can lose to Bama and still be in the top four. Aaron, anything I've said so far not make sense. Does that? Does that those scenarios I just laid out make complete sense to you? Absolutely, and I think that they will try to find a way to keep Cincinnati out if at all possible. All right, I um, the Bearcats have a fifty-two percent chance to finish thirteen and zero, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. That that is the best chance to win out of the six FBS teams that enter November undefeated. All right, and a lot of that's because of who they play. I mean, um, as far as, you know, 
there's only a few teams that have a chance to go 13-0. Now, Ohio State has reeled off six straight wins since losing to Oregon on September 11th. Ohio State, one of the things they're great at doing, Aaron, is losing early. I mean, let's think about it. They, that's what they do. And um, uh, they, they, they took all they could to beat Penn State, and I think we've decided Penn State is not that great this season. The Buckeyes are ranked number one in offensive efficiency, and they've made strides defensively since that Oregon game. Um, I, I'm curious, Aaron, what you think of this Oregon team. <clears throat> the Oregon, the Ducks' win in Columbus could ultimately trump Cincinnati's win at Notre Dame. Okay, Aaron, let's put all the other stuff aside. Do you agree with that? that Oregon's win over Ohio State in Columbus is more impressive than what Cincinnati did at Notre Dame. Yes, but I still think that if Cincinnati's undefeated, they deserve to be in more. Okay, but you would say of those two wins, you would give the the advantage to Oregon, but you would say if Oregon's up against a one-loss Oregon or a a one-loss Ohio State team, up against an undefeated Cincinnati team, you think the Bearcats deserve it? Absolutely. All right, the next question. How many undefeated teams is one loss Alabama ahead of? And and I think that's where it gets interesting. Um, Alabama has, since losing to the Aggies, Alabama has outscored its opponents 101-33. to Nobody does it better than Bama after losing, because they rarely do it, but they always bounce back. Ohio State's close. FPI, which is what uh, ESPN uses, that's like the, uh, oh, that's the indicator they use, football power index, I should say. According to FBI, FPI, there's a 28% chance that Georgia and Alabama both finish 12-1. and If that happens, there's an 89% chance both will go to the playoff. Aaron, does that sound like a pretty good chance to you? 89%? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, do you think, though, that Georgia, the way they're currently constructed, do you see them, do you see Georgia showing up and beating Bama in that title game? Or do you or do you see that as almost a pick em type game? I, I hate to ever say Bama's going to lose, but I think, I think Georgia beats them this year. I, I really do. All right. And the other question that, that uh, applies to the Big 12 is, do you think that Caleb Williams has given the Sooners a top-four spark? Now, they killed Tech, but Tech was coming off a mess of a situation. They went out and screwed around with Kansas for much of the game, and they were 38-and-a-half-point underdogs in that game. Could the Sooners still be elite? Maybe. But that, that game – now, Aaron – you know, I'm scared to even mention that Baylor-Oklahoma game because I, this TCU game scares me to death, all right? So let's just agree not to talk too much about Baylor-Oklahoma. I mean, when it's time, we'll start talking about it. But for now, you got to find a way to get past TCU. And I don't under—I don't have a great feel. Usually when I'm doing the pregame show with Lark and Tom, Aaron, I always feel like I have a pretty decent feel, like what what to think heading into a game. <clears throat> I don't know what TCU is going to show up with. 
I mean, Baylor may beat them by 30 or 40 points. They really might. But they also may come out and do one of those win-it-for-Gary type situations. This game scares me to death. All right, we'll watch it tonight and see where they place Baylor, where they place Oklahoma, and then importantly, where they they place uh, Iowa State because that's one of Baylor's better wins. Let's keep an eye on that one as well. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. We uh, go sprinting into the 5 o'clock hour. Our good friend and and a great Baylor guy in terms of uh, knowing this team and talking about it, Kevin Longquist joins us next. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. This is a place where there's such a beautiful intersection of academics, athletics, character formation, and spiritual growth. And it's celebrated, and that's really, really cool to me. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. Miss the Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, November 13th and Sunday, November 14th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, November November 13th, 9 to 5, and November 14th, noon to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. This is Jim Haller, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. So recently, a northern transplant in our fair city came in to pick up outfitters for the first time, and he was starstruck. He told us that truck accessories were not needed in Illinois. I know, pick your jaw up off the ground, an entire state full of trucks driving around completely nude. Then he said he saw the light when he moved to Texas and found that in Texas, truck accessories were a necessity. I don't know about a necessity, but Texans have a whole different attitude about their trucks, and they give them their rightful place as a family member. I mean, what exactly do you use your truck for if you're not going to put anything on it? All this is a warning for the good people of Central Texas to stay diligent. Don't let your truck look like it came from up north. Put something on that truck, for goodness sakes. A bumper, a lift kit, some running boards. At Pickup Outfitters, we know what your truck needs. So come and see us at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco 
or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I've walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Handcammer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Here's Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And um, it's, a, uh, it's a great day. Uh, Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor, always love talking about them. And then UBO, let's, let's never forget that, uh, boy, Sean and his group over there just do a, a tremendous job. And um, I'm telling you, for uh, services and emails and paper-based services, and I, that's why my man, Kevin Longquist, who has all sorts of different jobs, Kevin, if you ever need some, like, copier services or you want to save on your uh, uh, overhead or paper-based, all those kinds of things, UBO is the best thing you could use. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. It is Kevin Longquist. We love having Kevin on. And uh, Kevin is uh, Kevin's a man who uh, witnessed a great Baylor win on Saturday. Always fun to send those Longhorns packing and uh, – Kevin, I would say that uh, uh, you generally try to kind of stay out of this, uh, some of these uh, salacious type stories. But um, <laughs> this uh, this University of Texas story with the uh, with the the monkey biting somebody and the monkey being uh, the 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 pet of a stripper who is apparently living with a Texas uh, special teams coordinator. Now, Kevin. That that you can't even pass that up. That's a pretty interesting story. I don't even know how you even where you start with it, Matt. It's so bizarre. I think the story was didn't he like leave his family for her or something like that? And then yeah, I don't know. And then the trick or treater issue, and then it attacked some kids or something like that. It was like it's the weirdest thing, or one of the weirdest things I've ever heard about. And I guess given the. tumultuous ride that texas's football program has been on over the last decade i guess that's par for the course yeah i i i sort of think they should embrace this and and, uh (laughs) and like you know bring out the rally monkey you remember the rally monkey the uh the angels Angels? use that out there (laughs) that's how i opened the show today with a picture a gif of the rally monkey and said Uh, hey tune in yeah, yeah, I'm seeing if that got any traction out there. I, I, uh, yeah. When I was covering the Rangers out there, and I went out to Anaheim for a couple of trips, especially like when they won it in 88, they had a big series out in Anaheim and won that series. Had 
I think they I think they swept the Angels or they won. Yeah, they did sweep the Angels and they just dominated that series. But when the Angels had a runner on base, they brought out the rally monkey. There, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, as if Texas needed more drama. And and I tell you, uh, Kev, before we jump into what Baylor did the other day and a couple of thoughts on that. Um, I, I know you have never been a huge fan of uh, Gary Patterson, although I do think having you having uh, been a graduate of SMU, you have respect for what he's done with that program. And obviously, TCU's had a had a tremendous run under him. But isn't that um, isn't that interesting that something that's gone on that long for 21 seasons and all that he's accomplished? And, and where we are in college football now, they couldn't even let him get through the season. Now, I know it was his choice in the end, but right. the only reason he's not coaching is because they basically told him, um, well, we're probably going to do this at the end of the season. And he said, well, have at it. And he uh, walked I, away. I mean, I, this, is, uh, this, this, is, this was really – I knew it was not looking good, but that was really stunning news to me the other night. Um, it was and it wasn't. I mean, I think we all kind of recognize that it was trending that way, Matt, as you said a few moments ago, and the fact that they were pretty listless. I think you and I were talking about this on Saturday before the, uh, the game kicked off as to how listless they looked against West Virginia. And then just based on the way it sounded, because I listened to a little bit of the Kansas State game on the way home, and it just sounded like it was a continuation of that. And I just think it had reached a point where he had lost the locker room and it was kind of a fiery end for him. And it just, it was just obviously the message had gone stale. And if you go back and look at his track record over the last five years, I think they were a game under 500 at 21 and 22. And then if you look ahead going forward, I think they actually looked at this and said, if he doesn't beat Kansas State, they have no shot at a bowl, which was going to be pretty long anyway, because the fact that they still have to go to Oklahoma State they still have to go to Iowa State and of course they have Baylor this Saturday and then their only winnable game was Kansas and that was it and so and I'm sure they all looked at if they beat Kansas State that maybe they have some momentum and they feel like it's a rah-rah event against the rival Bears and that sort of thing but yeah. it was gonna, it was going to be a stretch for them to get to six this year and they just did not play very well and then and then given how wheels off last year was they they didn't play SMU twice and then they were going to play the bowl game against Arkansas and then they had COVID issues there and then they wound up scrapping the bowl game against the Razorbacks yeah I got to tell you though after 21 years I think there should have been more respect shown than oh we got to see how they do against K-State I mean I thought the guy had earned it you know I like him personally uh but it but it's a tough I I thought it was a I thought it's tough deal now let me ask you this though Jerry Kill uh, is an interesting guy. He's been a head coach. He's had some medical issues. He's going to right. coach them the rest of the season. Do you have any sense? I we, I just had John Denton on earlier in the program, the uh, the radio voice of the uh, Frogs, and and he played there. And and I I don't know what to expect. I don't even know what to expect from the crowd. I think it's going to be surreal. I think it's either Baylor wins by thirty. Or they come out with kind of a win-one-for-Gary-type mentality. I don't know Mm -hmm. what to – I do not know what to expect from this team Saturday, and that really scares me. Yeah, I mean, I I know uh, Jerry's background, especially when he was at Minnesota, of course, with my Minnesota background, and I followed him when he was the coach of the Gophers there. And, you know, he's had a long bout basically going back 15, 16 years with FLFC. 
And there was times that he's had seizures during the season. In fact, there was a game uh, when he was coaching the Gophers back in 2013 where they were playing New Mexico State where he had a seizure right on the sidelines during the game. And they had to stop the game, of course, and get him to the hospital and that sort of thing. And it's it's basically triggered by, you know, other things, but it's basically like it's high stress, lack of sleep, that sort of thing. And I think that's all part of it. And, of course, Jerry's very good friends with with Gary. And obviously we all know that Jerry's not here to – coach to try and take the job uh, beginning in 2022 he's just the placeholder as far as i'm concerned and, but i mean but jerry knows how to run a football team how to get him ready that sort yeah. of thing and that's why he was appointed for that job because you know his teams under at minnesota while he didn't recruit at a very high level they were pretty fundamentally sound and they always gave themselves a chance to when they would just come up short against like the likes of ohio state and michigan he actually did have a big win at michigan if he, uh, during his run there but at the same time you know, I think just the mentality of the locker room. I don't know if – I tend to think that it could be a blowout because I just think the way that things have nosedived, that it's really hard to regenerate the energy to get everybody back on board and say, let's do it for – let's win one for Gary. Because if you didn't do it for him for Kansas State and you didn't do it for him when you were in Norman, and if you didn't do it for him when you were trying to rally against SMU, what makes you think you're going to do it even though you've got your longest rival – uh, coming into your building. I mean, that would make it kind of a, that would be kind of a, if you will, kind of a disrespectful look toward Gary. He's like, well, why didn't you just do it for him now? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I mean, that's kind of my feeling about this. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a close game. I really don't. Yeah. I, I that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting point. I, I, by the way, you're, you're all, you're also, in addition to, uh, I like your commentary, obviously on what Baylor does, but, you also do a really good job of following the recruiting. I, I, from what I could understand, and you and I talked about this last week, there was Baylor was going to have a nice gathering of recruits, possibly from like the 2023 and 24 type uh, uh, recruits. Yeah. Did you get the sense from? Uh, and we can always watch them kind of filing in there, and you know where they are. Um, right. Do you think that win uh, with that kind of crowd? Uh, do you think that was pretty important for recruiting? Absolutely. I mean, anytime you beat a quality opponent like Texas, um, I don't know if the, the win over Texas has the same buzz like it used to be, given where Texas has been over the last few I mean, Matt, if you look at it from our generation, uh, we, we probably look at Texas differently than the kids that are in college or in their 20-somethings where they might look at Texas saying, now they're all big and that sort of thing, but they're kind of like another team. But I think as far as recruits are concerned, yeah, I mean, it's it's a brand that where Baylor has a lot of momentum going behind it. It was a big win for them because they're now in a tie for second place with Oklahoma State in the Big 12 standings as they're trying to race to get to the Big 12 championship game. And it was a pretty impressive performance. Basically for like the last, what, 23 minutes and change uh, when they fell behind 21 to 10, where they pretty much dominated Texas from that point moving forward when they trailed 21 to 10. They were very efficient. Uh, they just did a lot of good things uh, to put themselves in that position where recruits present and future were like either they were reaffirmed, like saying, I'm glad I committed here, or others will say, I really need to look at them stronger, that sort of thing. And so I th- all those things pointed up as far as the arrow was concerned, as far as what Dave Aranda's program had to show them on Saturday. All right, uh, talking to Kevin Longquist from Rivals, and uh, always kind of fun to watch him uh, and see what he's saying. At Sikkim Sports is his uh, Twitter 
handle, and you can uh, – he's got all sorts of Twitter handles. Uh, by the way, uh, Kevin, walk over to the other side of your office or wherever you are right now. You were, uh, you were <laughs> I can fading. never get a cell that will work for you, will I? You, you were fading. Off. It could be my fault. I mean, I like to blame you. Uh, we are talking to I... Kevin about uh, various uh, things. By the way, I thought that was really interesting. I Did you see M- McGuire and a lot of the coaches the other day were like the celebration. I, I think, and maybe it's to do with recruiting and, and kind of everything you just said, those coaches are more from our, uh, they're, they're closer to our age. That, that was quite a celebration. I, I think that game meant a lot to Baylor, even though Texas maybe is not that great and this, this dropped them to four and four. But I, I do think it meant a ton. What do you think is the uh, – I mean, the fact that Baylor went into that game and, and held B. John Robinson under 50 yards, Kevin, that's one of the, that's one of the most uh, uh, astounding numbers of the season so far, not just for Baylor, but anyone in the Big 12. Sure. And, and, then the, and you can even go back to Tyler Algier from, uh, from BYU, who was you know, an explosive running back or a very productive running back, and they held him to, I think, what, 37 or whatever it was. And – the fact that I think what this really shows is I think the Baylor rushing defense is really predicated on how well their linebackers are playing. That's Terrell Bernard, Dylan Doyle, Ashton Logan, you know, Matt Roberts. I know he didn't play a lot. And, you know, Garmin Randolph, that sort of thing. Those guys have really done a great job of just being great run stoppers. And they've just done a great job of filling gaps. And then the defensive line has done its share of creating those opportunities for the linebackers to make plays. And it's been you know, very impressive how this rushing defense, um, you know, has has uh, has performed. You know, pre, you know, Reese Hall got loose a couple times against them when they played Iowa State, but for the most part, they've done a great job of just taking that angle away from uh, the opposing offense. And when you do that, it, you know, it goes back to that old thing, uh, Matt, where you go, uh, you know, stop the run and then run the football very well. And that's what Baylor's done. They they made yeah. basically made Texas one dimensional. And you could see what you could really see, even though Texas was going to be in a passing situation in its two minute offense, but they could pin their ears back and they knew that they could absolutely shut down whatever Texas was going to try and do with its passing. And what did we see? Like seven pass breakups. That's really a high number in a game like yeah. that. And of course, yeah. and, and of course, the game that JT Woods had, well, all of them had great games in the secondary, but especially, you know, JT Woods. I'll go back to you and say, that we'll look back on the sequence that JT Woods had right at the end of the first half, the PBU in the corner of the end zone when he took that ball away from Xavier Worthy, because that was a touchdown. He had it, and JT knocked it away, and then he comes up with the tipped interception. That's the big swinging point in the game, because if Texas gets a touchdown there it's real, and then has the ball coming out to start the second half, you're looking at a far different game. I agree, and my man Walcott made a great – he had one of those pass breakups and just played that ball beautifully. All right, Kevin, uh, all my best, and I, uh, I appreciate it. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for finding that better sell. <laughs> Sounds good, Matt. Take care. Kevin Longquist from Rivals joining the Matt Mosley Show as we continue on. Sam Kahn Jr. writes for The Athletic. He's been very busy on this Gary Patterson story, and he was at the Baylor game the other day, too. Let's get Sam on next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. 
Everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Amari Cooper tells you about a funny joke that happened inside the huddle just seconds before he caught the game-winning touchdown Sunday. You'll hear from Amari after this. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym, for teaching Grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Cowboy wide receiver Amari Cooper's game-winning five-yard touchdown pass from Cooper Rush came in the final minute of Sunday night's win in Minnesota. But Amari says C.D. Lamb jokingly tried to take Amari's spot on the field so that C.D. could be the hero. I got a funny story for you. I, I might as well go ahead and tell it. I came back in the huddle. We were in, um, I think, double left. C.D. wanted the ball really bad. So he was like, he told Coop, he was like, it's double right, right? Because that would put me on the right side and him on the left. And Coop was like, nah, it's double left, bro. And then CD was like, uh, you want to let me get this? I said, hell nah. So for sure, he tried to steal my touchdown. But uh, I don't blame him because, I mean, we want the ball in those um, important situations because we know we can win the game for the team. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy this evening with showers moving in overnight. Low temperatures fall to 52 degrees. Tomorrow, pack the umbrella, rain gear, and you'll need a jacket as showers are likely. It's going to be a very cool day with temperatures holding steady in the low to mid-50s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. Kansas City Chiefs got a win over the Giants on Monday Night Football 20-17. Von Miller is heading to L.A. to join the Rams after a trade. The NFL trade deadline is today. Derrick Henry is out with the Titans, and they have added Adrian Peterson to their practice squad. Mike McCarthy has said Dak Prescott should be full go at Thursday's practice as the Cowboys get ready to take on the Broncos on Sunday. The College Football Playoff Selection Committee first selection show is tonight at 6 on ESPN. Game 6 of the World Series tonight from Houston. Garcia will get the ball for the Astros. The Braves lead the series 3-2, first pitch at 7:09. Catch the UMHB Coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show, presenting sponsors Central National Bank, the Nesbitts, Brian Fonville, incredible job over there. A couple of locations in Waco, Temple, Austin, Texas as well. They're on 6th Street. Joined now by a guy who was good running into after this last game, Sam Kahn Jr. from The Athletic is uh, joining us. Sam's been very busy. Uh, Sam, it's not enough. Just and I, th- I felt like just the other day we were talking about TCU, and and then I was listening to that game, and it was like thirty-one to five or whatever it was. And you started to kind of wonder, uh oh, uh oh, this thing could go sideways. But still, Sam, I mean, it was uh, it's pretty crazy to have watched this man's career and and everything he's built at TCU. And to see it in like this, I, I think time will heal some of these wounds. But uh, it, it, I think Saturday's going to be pretty awkward on the TCU campus when the Bears roll in there. You got me, Sam. All right, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. We may have dropped Sam there briefly. Okay, we'll check. Gave him a, gave him that uh, beautiful setup, and then all of a sudden, Sam Kahn Jr. was not there. I heard him. I felt like in his car, just moving around the state as he does, going from one press conference to another. We will try to, uh, we will try to get back in touch with, with Sam Kahn. Um, Oh, good, Sam. Okay. Well, I went through this whole thing, but I'll be I'll be very quick with you on this. Uh, hey, good to have you, by the way, and, and great to see you after the Texas game the other day. The uh, the situation with TCU, I, I just for me and and knowing Gary like we do, uh, I just hated to see it end like this. Maybe with Gary, it wasn't going to end any other way. Um, this this whole thing about like. Oh, they, you know, they, they, if they had to see how he was going to go 
do against Kansas State and all that kind of stuff. It, to me, it's a, a guy who's had that great of a career, it shouldn't come down to something like that. Did you sense that this thing had been unraveling for for weeks now? Yeah, I think there's no question that uh, there's been some concern about the direction of the program this season because, look, there's no secret the last three years have not been up to the Gary Patterson standard or the, the TCU standard under, under Gary Patterson. And this team, with as much talent as it returns, should have been a dark horse Big 12 championship game contender. I argued after Oklahoma and Iowa State, when I looked at the talent on that roster, that that team should be in the mix, at least in the mix for it going to the last couple of weeks of November. I think this all started when you go back to the iron skillet against SMU. When they lost the way they lost to SMU, giving up 595 yards, 350 rushing. I was there that day. They did not have the edge that a, a Gary Patterson team is used to having, that I'm used to seeing that chip on their shoulder, that intensity. I didn't see it. And I saw a lot more of that from SMU. Then they lost to Texas. And, and as I've talked to people over the last few weeks, the more South that went on the field in terms of results, the more concern there was growing in the building about whether or not Gary Patterson still had it and whether or not he was still the right man to lead this program long-term. So, no, it, this was not a you beat Kansas State and you save your job. No, this was just more of an accumulation of a season that's gone terribly wrong. Talking to Sam Kahn uh, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I thought that was interesting that Donati, Jeremiah Donati, the AD, uh, said, uh, you know, ask about, you know, wh- which way would you lean? I think that just to be fair to the coach, it's going to be very difficult for that person to fill, talking about Gary's shoes. I'm not saying we're not looking at defensive candidates, but it probably feels a little more natural to go the other way. Now, what an interesting tell, um, and, and who knows where he'll end up in this process, but to basically just say, listen, we've been a defensive-dominated, oriented team for all these years, but now that this is ending, it's probably time for us to go find an offensive mind, uh, offensive-minded head coach. So I think, uh, Sam, we all kind of sensed that that was what was going to happen. It was interesting to see, to hear the AD just come right out and say it. Yeah, I was surprised that he was that candid. Normally in these situations at these press conferences, you, you don't have the AD give any information away as to what type of candidate they're looking for, with the exception of if you're in Texas, hey, we want a guy with Texas ties, so to speak, uh, which Donati didn't necessarily nail down either and, and said that that wasn't necessarily a prerequisite for uh, his head coach. I did find that interesting because I, I actually thought that if you are a defensive coach that it might make sense because this is a program that isn't going to necessarily its fan base and alumni are not trained to think, well, they're not like Texas tech where they've done the air raid and, and we throw for four or 5,000 yards uh, like they used to back in the heyday of Mike Leach. That's not the way this fan base is conditioned. So I would have thought if you were at Ely defensive coordinator, this might be a good job for you. But in the way Jeremiah put it, I certainly understand that. Yes, it's going to be hard to live up to the standard and the benchmark to Gary Patterson established and for that reason it may be easier to go the other direction so that makes it very interesting and he also said obviously a current head coach so that's their preference so i guess you take out first-time coordinators one guy that i had thought of was mike delco at texas a&m the defensive coordinator there for the last three four years with a&m who's done a great job i thought he would make sense for this but if you're looking for a current head coach who's on the offensive side of the ball guess what that knocks a guy like mike delco off the list so 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, obviously, that certainly fits that description is 40 miles down the road in SMU and Mr. Sonny Dykes. Yeah, and, and we're going to find out, <clears throat> can SMU pay him enough or offer him enough uh, in terms of what, what SMU, SMU missed the bus to the Big 12. And so that obviously being a power five is probably going to be more money, more prestige. Although I'm not sure the divide is always as much as we like to make it. Now, let me ask you this, Sam. I, I, I've, been one, I've been thinking this. Is, is the TCU, now we, I think we think because it's in the Metroplex and a little closer to all that recruiting, that maybe TCU is a better job than Texas Tech. But Texas Tech, they have their own boosters. They'll put up money. It's just, you know, it's not always been the easiest place to recruit people to. Would you say that TCU is definitely a better college football job than Texas Tech, or is it close? Uh, in my opinion, TCU is clearly better than Texas Tech in terms of if I was a head coaching candidate and I was evaluating those two jobs, you'd give me the pick. I would take TCU. I think when Texas and Oklahoma leave the conference, I think TCU could be the best job in the Big 12. because of, and, and a lot of it goes to that footprint, like you talked about, Metroplex. And not just that, you're not far from East Texas, uh, and you're not far from Northern Louisiana, which is a place that Gary Patterson certainly went to mine and find recruits. Uh, so you're a lot close, And that's the thing, is, is in order to win, you've got to get players. And being closer to players is helpful. And then I look at the resources that they have now, what they've done in terms of spending. Yeah, Tech, tech has a ton of boosters, and I think Tech is a good job. But I think TCU is better positioned because of the recruiting footprint. And then I, I see what you know they were paying Gary Patterson $6 million a year. I, I walked through Amon Carter Stadium, and wow, it, it looks beautiful what they've done to it, especially that east side renovation. And the suites in there are incredible. Their, their football facility is good. Uh, they've got everything they need, and they've got deep-pocketed donors that are, you know, ready to to do anything that they need them to do to compete. And it's clear in my mind, and hearing Donati talk today, that this program is going to be aggressive about positioning itself, either in the new Big 12 or if there's any other further shakeups, that they're going to be ready for that. And I, and whatever that means, whatever they need to spend to do to support athletics and support football, they're going to do it. Sam Kahn joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, alongside Aaron Sexton. I will uh, – this Jerry Kill is an interesting guy. He's very, very loyal to Gary. They're, they're extremely close. And, and that's why – that's going to be a really weird atmosphere. I, I, I would say most TCU fans would want maybe to show up to kind of honor Gary, although Gary's not going to be anywhere close to that stadium. Won't that be weird, by the way? I would think he would get out of town. But how strange would that be for Gary to be at his house, which is like two blocks away, and and uh, and TCU playing there without him? Um, I, I don't know what to think about this game. I think Baylor either runs away with it or they may, they may show up and play kind of almost to honor Gary. Uh, although that would be kind of weird, wouldn't it, Sam? It's like, well, why didn't you honor him? When he was still the coach, <laughs> what do you what do you kind of sense or anticipate from this TCU effort? Yeah, I, I think they will. I think they'll play hard, and I think they'll play with some some fire and some edge because I think when you have something like this happen, it takes a little bit of the pressure off because look, they're three and five; they're not in the Big Twelve race. There's really nothing to lose at this point, so you don't have to play scared or hesitant or 
tense. You can just kind of go out there and just play ball and have fun. And sometimes when you play loose like that, you can play a lot better. And, and I think I think that that potential is there. I mean, I think I would look for them early on to have a lot of energy and, and, and play with the spark. That said, I still think Baylor is the better team by far. And I think Baylor's consistency over the course of this season, the way they played, the, the maturity they've showed, and particularly last week down double digits against Texas, uh, that to me tells me that this team is ready to go into Fort Worth and take care of business. But TCU does have enough talent to make this interesting without question. Like I said, I talked back to the roster at the start. The roster talent is there. When, it, when I went and saw them play, they have a good-looking football team. It's just a matter of whether or not they'll make the plays and, and play consistently. And, and obviously health matters too. That's one thing that's hurt this Gary Patterson team this year is they've been banged up, especially on defense. Zach Evans, the running back, has missed a couple of games. They've had defenders had to play out of position. That's been tough, too. So that factors all into that, too. But, but Baylor, obviously, I think, is the better team going into this one. All right, Sam, and most importantly, I have not. You've been writing this, this uh, news story and covering this whole TCU thing. Um, have you gotten involved? I mean, what the University of Texas needed was a good diversion like this. And this, uh, <laughs> this story that started floating around about the special teams coach, a, a, a pet monkey and a stripper that he apparently lives with, and, and the pet monkey attacking a trick-or-treater. I mean, you know what I love, Sam, though? I mean, think about it. Think about the way we learn journalism, and we both came up as sports writers and all this. But it's like, have you noticed when there's a story this good, everybody just sort of, and I'm not saying the athletic does this, but it's like everybody just kind of waves the rules. It's like this story's too good not to believe. <laughs> I, I know that that was the one thing that I found interesting about the whole thing. I hadn't heard anybody say, "Well, I've had a phone call with the parents," or uh, you know, or or you know, I, Jeff Banks said this, or you know, his girlfriend or wife, uh, whatever it may be, said that. Although she was very active on social media last night so certainly i think yeah. she got a little bit of her side out before she deleted her account on twitter but yeah it's it's one of those things that's all i didn't really participate in it very much but i certainly was enthralled by it on my social media feed and it certainly seems to be a very fascinating story and I, it was one of the reasons uh, things like this are one of the reasons that make i think college football so unique is because uh you never know where college football is going to take you on your social media feed yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what Sark is thinking about uh, how unique <laughs> college football is today. And uh, hey, he says of, all the time he's a college football fan, so this is part <laughs> of college football, you know. <laughs> Hashtag poll assassin. All right, uh, Sam, uh, I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you soon. Like, likewise, thanks so much. Pat. There you go, Sam Con Jr. from the Athletic. We continue on, and uh, we've got some uh, we got some Cowboys news. That's brewing. Players are being released. Players are being put on the injured reserve. Let's talk about it next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's never check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll hear from new women's basketball coach Nikki Collin. She and the Bears have their second and final exhibition game tomorrow night in the Farrell Center. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball with their second and final exhibition game tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center against West Texas A&M. The Bears coming off an 88-52 win over Texas A&M Commerce in their first exhibition last Wednesday, a game in which post players Nalissa Smith and Queen Egbo both had double-doubles. Visiting with new head coach Nikki Collin at halftime of the Baylor football game on Saturday, we asked her if that is a stat line we can expect all season long. Well, you know, there's not a lot of post depth, so they're going to get a lot of minutes. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think one of the biggest differences between this team um, this year and last year, um, you know, Moon Erson and Dee Dee Richards and Dejanet Carrington were all good rebounding guards. So they grabbed a lot of defensive rebounds and were active on the boards. Um, you know, we're going to have to claw and scrape, you know, with our, our three small guards. Um, and, and quite frankly, anyone we bring in off the bench doesn't have size either. And so we're going to rely on them to clean up, you know, on the rim and, and to get those uh, guards to be a little scrappier. But, yeah, I anticipate that both of them certainly are capable of being double-doubles every night. You know, I think the challenge for Liz is I was – she had four assists and one turnover, and that was, wow. a, that was a big key, you know, for, for us and her in terms of her growth is, is can she be – you know, maybe she's not going to go get triple-doubles, but is she getting four to five assists a game because people are going to converge on her. You've got another exhibition game this Wednesday night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center, and then the regular season opener November 9th. What do you still, what's an area that you want to focus on and still work on before you get to the regular season? Well, I think a lot of it is a, is defensive, like, you know, our second layer, our third layer. If, we're, if, if we, you know, don't handle our assignment, you know, guard our yard, are we, are we getting that first rotation? Are we cleaning it up with the second rotation? So really being dialed in on kind of the concept of team defense. But it just exposes things when you play in those games. It's like, okay, we've worked against hedges. We've worked against drops. We've worked against all kinds of coverages. But, it, you know, you haven't reached every, everything. So it's, it's kind of the details. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball on the floor tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center versus West Texas. The broadcast beginning at straight up 7 here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. 
working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long. Extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. Kansas City Chiefs got a win over the Giants on Monday Night Football 20-17. Von Miller is heading to L.A. to join the Rams after a trade. The NFL trade deadline is today. Derrick Henry is out with the Titans and they have added Adrian Peterson to their practice squad. Mike McCarthy has said Dak Prescott should be full go at Thursday's practice as the Cowboys get ready to take on the Broncos on Sunday. The college football playoff selection committee first selection show is tonight at 6 on ESPN. Game 6 of the World Series tonight from Houston. Garcia will get the ball for the Astros. The Braves lead the series 3-2, first pitch at 7:09. Catch the UMHB coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You know, just hearing uh, the Ward talk about the Pre Pete Fredenberg show coming up tonight. I, I hear the reverence still for Coach Fredenberg from his defensive players from the mid to late 80s into the early 90s. Uh, Fredenberg, what, some of those teams that were like 88, 89, 90, they weren't always great on offense. Now, J.J. took over in 90 or 89 or 90, and they got better. They got a lot better, and then J.J. was great. That team in 91, they had a really good offense. But from about 87 to 90, they just they just had to almost win games on defense. And uh, Fred, Coach Fredenberg was just – a legend in what he could put together, and uh, I, uh, I those guys really pay tribute to him. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside, and Aaron been uh, even though the Cowboys their Tuesdays normally kind of an off day. There's been a few things going on. Cowboys just waived Bradley Anae, and I kind of thought Bradley Anae was a 
you know, decent uh, prospect. But he's the one who jumped off sides the other night on the uh, costly mistake that he made, and he's gone. I mean, they just waved him. So there's no room on this team, apparently, for big mistakes like that. Unless, by the way, you're Gregory and you make a bunch of plays, you can get away with a few things. Although I think some of that Gregory was getting called for was kind of weak the other night. Also, another move, Jabril Cox, fourth-round uh, uh, rookie pick. Uh, he is uh, he is on injured reserve now with that ACL tear that he had. Uh, also, something that uh, came from Randy Moss last night on ESPN's Monday Night Countdown. I saw John Mishota talking about this. Um, his quote was, I can honestly say, this is the best team that I've seen since the 90s from the Dallas Cowboys. He also said that he thought the Cowboys were the best team in the NFC. I think right now there are a few people you know, that think the Rams uh, might be. Packers are obviously really good. Um, there, you know, there are some teams that are kind of in the running. Uh, the Cardinals, they're all right there with a the one loss, and the Cowboys are in that mix. And I think with uh, Tampa Bay – showing some flaws and by the way they showed flaws last season I mean they were like eight and five at one point and they still went on and won Super Bowl so it can happen but right now the Cowboys are right up there with some of the better teams in the NFC uh, I don't know if I'd call them the best but they are right up there toward the top now uh, other news in sort of Cowboys related type things former Cowboys linebacker Jalen Smith is no longer with the Packers he was inactive for the Packers last week, and they are releasing the linebacker. Uh, so, you know, there's a guy that uh, thought might be able to go help somebody else. It didn't happen. And uh, I, I thought that was an interesting note to pass along. Jalen Smith no longer with the Packers. We'll see if anybody picks him up. Some people have asked, might the Cowboys bring him back now that Jabril Cox is out? And, and the problem with that is, he doesn't play. Jabril Cox is more of a special teams type player, and Jalen Smith did not play on special teams. So I think it would be highly unlikely that they would bring him back. Uh, Jerry Jones quoted on one of his numerous radio shows on the flagship station, 105.3, saying, uh, I don't know that I've been in a postgame locker room like that. Think about, think about that. Think about all the Super Bowls and the championships of the 90s that he's been that he's been around. I'm going to read you the rest of the quote now. I don't know that I've been in a post-game locker room like that where it was just almost uncontrollable passion. Now that's that's pretty cool. Um, Jaron Jaron Kirst, the safety, said, "I haven't been around a group." that's been this tight. So um, I, I think the Cowboys like who they have, and I think that's one of the reasons they elected not to uh, do anything at the uh, trade deadline. Trade deadline was today. The biggest news was something that didn't happen. Deshaun Watson, the trade was discussed, and the Dolphins have decided not to trade for him. They wanted contingencies. The Texans and their GM, Nick Casario, did not want all these contingencies attached to it. Basically, the Dolphins wanted to cover themselves in case this guy got suspended, as Aaron's talked about. I mean, how long could he be suspended? What's going to go on? And the Texans wanted to trade him free and clear. Good luck. Good luck, Texans. Because, Aaron, I, I don't want to 
you know, uh, get too legal or get into this, but it doesn't seem like these cases are moving at the speed of sound. I mean, the, the, these, I mean, all the stuff he's been accused of is, is really troubling. We don't know all the stuff that goes with this, but I, the one thing we do know is, like, I don't feel like we're going to have, like, a bunch of verdicts next week. Like, I, it, it never feels like, okay, all right, now we have some closure. Or, oh, he just settled with all these women that have come forward. This is going to hang over him, and, and I don't know when you will see Deshaun Watson on the field again. Aaron saying earlier today he thought he might get suspended next season. I think the NFL is just kind of you know spooked by this whole thing and is trying to keep, keep, take kind of a hands-off approach uh, at this point. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, and we are proud to come back with the dismount next. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is McGregor General Store. They are an official Perina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, McGregor General Store also boasts a clothing line for your family that is fresh, modern, and in demand. You'll find the brands you want at prices you'll love, including boots from Ariat and Twisted Edge, shoes from Hey Dude, and clothing from Huey, Wrangler, Rock and Roll, and Scent. Go by and see Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor. Stay close. The dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. A sagging rear end. It's ugly, it's embarrassing, and it's a sign you haven't been taking care of things. Hey, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters, and we know you've seen it. A truck pulling an RV, a boat, or a big trailer, and the back end of the truck is lower than the front. In the industry, we call it a floppy jalopy, a scooty booty, or most commonly, badonkadonk down. It's not just an eyesore. When a truck's rear end is sagging, it can be dangerous because it affects the handling of the truck and can make driving unsafe. But there is a fix to this unsafe and unsightly condition. Take your truck to pickup outfitters for a little rear end suspension upgrade like Super Springs, Sumo Springs, or even an airbag suspension kit. Your truck will be safer, handle better, and most importantly, it will look better. People will start noticing the improvement to your rear end right away. And isn't that what it's all about? Get your rear suspension upgrade from the pros at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. When you work with a bank, you should expect the best of everything. That includes face-to-face personal service and the kind of community banking care that only comes from one neighbor to another. That's exactly what you'll get from the first National Bank of Central Texas, where you know your banker works as hard as you do. Because just like the Waco High Lions, they're focused on winning, no matter the game. That's the First National Bank of Central Texas, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Oh, it's time for the dismount. Always fun. And um, reminder that uh, Cooper Complete Vitamins take those D3 vitamins and that builds my immunity. You can find that at coopercomplete.com. 
or you can go to Cooper Complete, take the Cooper Complete uh, or the CooperVitaminQuiz.com and save 10% on some of those supplements. I think you'll really like that. Okay, we got to close out today. Um, lots of uh, interesting stuff. I like this from yesterday that uh, they asked um, they asked John Fossil about who would be the backup at Deep Snapper. I got no clue why they were asking that, but they did. Who would be the, the backup as far as the specialist? And he said, C.D. Lamb is an emergency long snapper. His response was, that's a fact. That's not a joke. He was then asked, is that a realistic possibility for in a game? And he said, probably not. Aaron, if something, if we see um, CD out there snapping, something has gone horribly wrong. Now, um, World Series Game 6. Atlanta up 3-2 in this series. Dramatic comeback the other night for the Astros. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, everything that is associated with this game, that's a 7:09 Central Time start. 7:09, and that is Atlanta in the Strohs. This is the last stand for the Astros Core Four. They're talking about, and um, some of these guys are going to get huge deals. Uh, I'm talking about Yuli Gurriel, Altuve, Carlos Correa, and Bregman. And um, they have gone 10 for 59 with five runs and six RBIs. But in game five, eight for 19, scored six times and drove in four. The boys got together one last time and they, and they rode and they did their thing. So it's going to be fun. This is, uh, this is what we call kind of a series of elimination games. And, I mean, it, these, these these managers will be out there. They'll be on top of this thing. And um, game six will mark those guys' 73rd postseason game together, beating the record of 68, by the way, shared by Jeter, Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill, and Tino Martinez for the, for the Yankees. I mean, Aaron, that's exciting stuff right there when you think about it. Um... By the way, the previous record was Steve Garvey, Davey Lopes, Bill Russell, and Ron Say. Those are those Dodgers. You remember them well. Going to be fun tonight. We'll uh, keep you up to, to speed on it. Luis Garcia going on short rest. Max Freed is the superior starter. Let's see how Max does out there for uh, Atlanta. That is the Matt Mosley Show. We will see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll hear from T.